home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Burns and Gambo, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. We are out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center on a Big Red Monday and it's time for some Big Red Crosstalk. Gambo is joining us from Burns and Gambo. Of course, you can hear them 2 to 6 every single weekday. Gambo, what's... Gambo is uh, Gambo's going to be there in just a second. I almost asked him this brilliant question. Yeah. Now I'm going to forget it. Yeah, he's, he's not, not ready to go right now. He's probably taking some type of text right now. Did we just right? get somebody a delay just, boom, a game? Somebody that, just blasted we just, him. We no. just got a delay a game, and now it's we're going to have to... you know, breaking news or something yeah. like that. I mean, Ooh, this we have is the trade deadlines tomorrow. I'm just saying. How about that? <laughs> bada bing, right. bada boom. You know? Oh, he's here. Gambo, do you have any amazing news for us? We're, we're looking for anything today. Listen, I think, I think they should be sellers, not buyers, guys. I mean, I would look to see what somebody would give me for J.J. Watt. I'm in last place in the NFC West. It's, we're halfway through the season. I got three wins and five losses. I'm probably going to have to win six out of the final nine games to have a chance at the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I, I know it's tough. I wish I had one more game to gauge it. I really do. Exactly. I wish I had one more yep. game before, before the trade deadline to kind of know where I'm at. But if we base it on the Minnesota game, I, I, I think I'd rather be a seller than a buyer. You know what? It just honestly, Johnny, I understand your point on that, but for me, based on all the injuries that they've had right now, um, they can't be as banged up in the second half as they are in the first half, right? I mean, did we think <laughs> they they'd can't. be as banged up in the first half? I, mean, I know. I'm just no. saying. I mean, but, Hollywood Brown's out for a bunch of more weeks, and who and Rodney Hudson's probably going to be a week by week thing. Justin Pugh's out for the year. He's not coming back. I sure. I, I, I get it. Like, I mean, I know you want to be in it, but you, you got to look at the, you're in last place. You haven't won a division game. You got to look at all the teams that are ahead of you now because you know there's a lot to, to get to the playoffs. You've got to probably win six games, but you also have to climb past a bunch of different teams. This is tough to say, but I, you know, I, I got to base it just on the trade deadlines tomorrow. What would I do right now? I don't think I want to give up a bunch of draft picks and go for it right now based on the way this team's played. How about Bradley Chubb? Would uh, you give up a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb? Well, the difference with him is that he's you'd re-sign him at $30 million a year right. and keep him. So, yes, I would, you know, I could do that. Like, because that's not just a move for now. That'd be a move for the future, too. And they need an edge rusher. So, yeah, like on, on a situation like Bradley Chubb, I think it's different than going to get, you know, the guy that's just here for this year to try to help you win. Talking to Gambo, obviously, uh, Gambo. It, it, for me, it's not. It's not the play calling. It's not Kyler Murray. It's not the injuries. The most frustrating part of this team for me is their inability to just get any play called and get up to the line of scrimmage and snap the ball without getting a delay a game or burning a timeout. We're basically at the halfway point of the season. What has bothered you the most about this team? Yeah, listen. I mean, hold McBride, hold McBride, interception on an underthrown ball, uh, roughing the passer by Allen, timeout with thirteen. 16, 13 minutes and 16 seconds left in the game, only to come off of that with a bad snap where no one was ready. Uh, settle for a field goal, you know, on that. You got the muff punt by Dorch, gives Minnesota the ball at the 25 yard line. Another interception on a ball thrown behind Ertz. A timeout so you don't have to take a delay of the game. An illegal blindsided block by Eno Benjamin when you were driving. Do I have to go on? I mean, it's no. a completely undisciplined football team. Completely undisciplined football team. And, 
you know, it's, it's got to start with the head coach. I mean, this team was, you know, ill-prepared to play in this football game. I mean, they're getting nothing out of McBride. This was their first pick. They're getting nothing out of him except penalties. It's a very, very frustrating team to watch because that was a winnable game. That was a winnable sure. game. Yeah. But they didn't deserve to win because how poorly they played, how stupid they played. They played stupid. Yeah, how about the defense, though, overall? When you look at the defense and how they played in this game, uh, first game I was really year. disappointed. First game this year, I'm disappointed in them. I agree with you. It's the first time this year. This defense has carried them. They've carried them. But they, you know, Cousins was good. Cook ran all over them. They ran all at 173 yards rushing against them. They were 5-for-5 five five in the red zone, Minnesota's offense. Um, Jefferson was, was, once he got Cook in, he was he got almost 100 yards receiving. Yeah, the defense had a really great play by Isaiah Simmons, who continues to just make big plays. But other than that, no, I, I think this is the first time this year I think the defense really let them down if you don't count the Kansas City game. Gamble, what you think of uh, Patrick Peterson after the game being very animated? Twice, actually. Once on the be. field and once in the locker room. Yeah, no, he should be. He's got every right to be. His team won. He played well. If he wants to gloat, let him gloat. I mean, pent-up frustration from... You know, from the, the way it ended with the Cardinals. Now, look, I'm, this guy's one of the greatest players to ever put on a Cardinals uniform. But he did get suspended and hurt the team, and he asked for a trade. And so the fans don't really like him. But he was one of the greatest players to ever put on a Cardinals uniform. And he still wants to prove that he can play. And him and Jordan Hicks got up for that game. And Jordan Hicks made a, made a big stop. And he got a game ball. And Patrick Peterson got a game ball. And so, I, I listen, I have no problem with it. I mean, if you're going to walk the walk, talk the talk, you better be able to walk the walk. And he was able to do it. So, let him have his day. That's the, he, he had a chance to gloat, and he deserved it. Yeah, I just wonder why he didn't gloat last time they played. Because <laughs> they lost. Well, they lost. okay. Well, yeah. they lost, but still, you know what? Honestly, if there there were some some points of contention, I wonder why he didn't get it out. For me, I love Pappy. I'm a Pappy fan, no doubt about it. But man, um, he's got to let it go at some point in time. This is two years later, two years after the fact, right now. And truth be told, John, I think uh, if he played the way that he played with a kind of intensity, he played yesterday. He would have never left here. Look, the Cardinals strung him along because that's what you do. I mean, you're you're not telling him no because if you're not able to get anybody in free agency or trade, then you'll they were willing to go back to Pat Pete at a much lower rate if they weren't able to get anybody. But in the end, they decided to let him go. They moved on. They you know they signed Malcolm Butler. That didn't work out. They thought Malcolm Butler was going to be better than Patrick Peterson, but they were looking for an upgrade because Pat Pete was slipping. Remember when he got blocked by Jared Goff? He got tossed yes. to the ground like a rag doll by Jared Goff. He wasn't playing physical at all. Those letters were correct. Whoever was writing those letters, that they, they were right. He wasn't playing physical. He was shying away from contact. He was no longer the player that was dominant when he was here. And so if he got up for this game, he got up for this game. I, I still think it was the right thing to do to not bring him back. Uh, apparently it was John H. Barry writing those letters. Yeah, listen, his letters were right. His letters were right. Pat, Pat Pete was getting got knocked out his ass by Jared Goff on a block. Come on, that's embarrassing. You can't have that happen. So, uh, you know what, honestly, right now, um, Seattle, 
at the Rams, and then, of course, Mexico City, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you got three games in a row right now. I still, I don't think the Arizona Cardinals season is over. I don't think it's over. I think they still have talent. Hopefully this talent is going to get healthy, and they're going to be able to go out and play. But it starts against the Seattle Seahawks. Your thoughts on that? I, I agree with you. It's not over, right? Because you've got nine games left, but they're going to have to play at a level that they haven't shown they could play at. Like I, I agree, it's not over. They've got to if they win two out of these three games, they're in it. If they win two out of three, now all of a sudden you're what are you? You're five and six on the mm-hmm. season. With so now you're five and six. That's eleven with six to go, and you got to go four and two in those games. So if you go two and one, you're you're gonna you're gonna hang around and give yourself a chance. Look, nobody thought the Steelers were gonna make the playoffs last year, and they did. So I don't totally disagree with you, but I just don't know that I've seen enough in the way they played to believe that they are gonna go two and one, and then four and two in these stretches. That's what I would say. Gambo, great stuff, man. We'll be listening to it too. Thank, Thank you, you, Johnny. All right, boys, take care. All right, that's Gambo joining us right there of course Burns and Gambo 2 to 6 every weekday when we come back what do the Cardinals need to do to turn things around you just heard Gambo say it they basically have to do it now it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports the local sports leader Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports presented by Sanderson Ford the best play is at Sanderson Ford well, I gotta say, Wolf, I 100% agree with what one thing Gambo said last segment. Uh, yes. I wish we had one more game, and we can get into trade stuff here in, in a little bit. Uh, we can do it next segment or whatever, but. And I know we've had eight games. That should be plenty. I mean, there's a reason the deadline is now and why we're at the halfway point of the season. This team at three and five is not done. You go seven and two the rest of the way, you're in. You go six and three the rest of the way, you're probably in. But they haven't won two games in a row since last November slash December. They haven't won three games in a row in over a year. At a certain point, it can't just be like, well, if you win two in a row, well, yeah, okay, if you win four of the next five, yeah, but you do actually have to win it. Right now, you're you're losing five out of eight, and you're four and ten in your last 14. To me, it all adds up to they can still turn this around. It has to happen this week. Like, you got to turn yeah. it around now. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you're right about that. It, it, you have to turn it around now, and they're going to be given the opportunity to do just that. Three games that are worth two games each coming up. Here we go. I mean, this is this is the way you do it. You want to change your season, this is exactly the way you do it. Seattle at home. Rams on the road. Mexico City, San Francisco. That, that, this is the goal, Monday right? Night. Can can we can this season survive through Mexico? Can you come back from Mexico and still be in this? How many people have been in this spot before? I'm going yes. to go to Mexico. How am I going to feel when I come back? That's what the, the Cardinals I, are. I honestly love the fact the Arizona Cardinals sitting here at 3-5 and five at the halfway point, even though we all know it's not the halfway point. Not until halftime of it's Sunday. Exactly right. Um, and that, the fact that you have 10 weeks left in the season, 9 games of 
of course. But uh, I love the fact that what you, you kind of no, no, no. What no. did you do? No, I'm just, okay. I'm just no, thinking to myself at this point. Like, can you just give me an even number of games so I don't have to? And I don't want them to have I to go to 18 the games. Fact 16 was perfect. Yes, the Arizona Cardinals are looking at. Hey, there's one way out of here. There must be some kind of way out of here," said the Joker to the thief. And that is through that door. And that door is the only door in the room. And guess what it leads to? The NFC West. The Cardinals got three games in a row against the NFC West. Winning two of those, winning two of those games, that'll be huge. But they could change their season if they win all three. If you, well, if you win all three, <laughs> I can't even imagine what this place is going to be like. If you can win two of three, yes, you'll only be five and six, but you got to remember you'll be dragging down two of the teams in your division, too. If you come out of these next three weeks and you win two of the next three, you're okay. You're in this. Uh, they don't pass the eye test yet as a team that's going to go seven and two down the stretch or six and three. I get that. But Cliff Kingsbury, and he's going to join us in less than a half hour, but uh, yesterday after the game, he did talk about this crucial stretch coming up because, Wolf, it's not just three divisional games. You then don't have any left in the division except Week 18 against San Francisco. Here's Cliff. we got to get better, and we know that, and it keeps rearing its head. These these big deficits, trying to overcome them, um, you can't sustain that uh, week in and week out, and we got to find a way to, to start faster and play at a higher level uh, to begin the game. Now, yeah, go ahead. I, I just don't know if we're we're going to see that either. Uh, I understand that. Um, yet at the same time, you've got it. Seattle is beatable. They are beatable. Um, the Rams are beatable. The 49ers with Jimmy G as their quarterback is beatable. That's the one I feel like. I, I'm just win saying, the next two because I don't are, know you're beating the don't 49ers. Don't tell me that the 49ers are a juggernaut. No, they're yes, not a juggernaut. They got Christian McCaffrey, but they're four and four for a reason. It, it, that's that's fair, but I wouldn't say a team with Kirk Cousins is a juggernaut and you just lost to them. So they I are just, a juggernaut. They're six and one on the season. I, I will take. Okay. This, I will take right now on I October mean, 31st. I'm just saying that's San not Francisco, four and four. It's not, but San Francisco goes further in the playoffs than Minnesota. I will make that bet with no stakes with you right now. Okay. I'll take the 49ers deeper in the playoffs than Minnesota okay. this year. All Good. Right. Let me establish that with that's nothing on the line. Absolutely. That's <laughs> absolutely great right there. Um, yeah, you know, again, it's a situation where the Cardinals have talent. I know they do offensively. They just got to get their talent out on the field, James Conner. They just got to be able to get out onto the field, Rodney Hudson. Get out onto the field, DJ Humphreys. Now, I mean, they've got to be they've got to be a hundred percent healthy, and I know that's not going to happen. Now, it's not going to happen. I get it for the rest of the season. Hollywood Brown is already who knows how many games he's actually going to end up missing. Most other teams aren't as healthy as Minnesota, though. And I'll be clear: I'm not sitting here hoping other teams get hurt, but just the reality is, as you go into week nine and ten and eleven and twelve of the season. Other teams are going to be hurt, too. If the Cardinals could get healthier, they could kind of meet in the middle. See, for me right now, it's not a question of, do the Arizona Cardinals have talent to actually change their season? Yeah, there's not a question. They do. Will they actually play? Will that talent actually get out of the field? That's the question mark I have. And because of that, you, you can't say anything with certitude about this team going forward. Here's J.J. Watt yesterday on how they can turn this around. You know, we've got to stop making 
mistakes to hurt ourselves. You know, we've got to execute what we're supposed to execute. We've got to play the way we're supposed to play. We can't we can't put ourselves in difficult situations. If you get beat, you get beat. But we can't put ourselves in situations where we're beating ourselves. What he just said, I think, is why the interceptions yesterday, and maybe this is just because I've been conditioned for this this season, the interceptions... You can make case that's what cost them the game yesterday, Wolf, but they don't bother me as much as the other stuff because that was Minnesota making a play, right? That was Minnesota getting to Kyler Murray, forcing a bad throw, intercepting the pass. It bothers me, but it doesn't bother me as much as the stuff J.J. Watt's talking about right there. The Cardinals getting in their own way, pre-snap, or taking a penalty on third down, or this and that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's the stuff you can clean up. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You can play Buffalo. You can be playing Houston. That's the stuff you need to clean up. Yeah, you know, it's, I hear J.J. Watt say that, though, once again, man. Get ready to play. And I'm not talking to J.J. Watt. I'm talking to everybody inside that locker room. J.J. Watt made a couple of big, huge plays. Two, two more sacks. sacks, yeah. And they were big. Um, you know, get yourself ready to play. I, I, The urgency coming out in the first quarter, once again, you're talking about a team that has not scored a touchdown in the first quarter. What what is that all about? That's that is unthinkable at this point of the season. Have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter, and it's kind of like the defense says, "Well, get yourself ready to ball out when the game is going to start." Minnesota went right down the field, man. Bada bing, bada boom, right down the field, seven nothing, just like that. Yeah, the the starts for this team. They, we hear them talking about the sense of urgency. Man, that's on every player. That's on every player that's inside the locker room. Every player should take that as a blight to his manhood. Every player inside that. Get yourself ready. You're a grown man. You're a grown man. Do you need a coach to get you ready to go? Get yourself ready to go. DeAndre Hopkins yesterday said the Cardinals are right there. Let's go back to the drawing boys. Practice better. Obviously, you guys see we're right there. It's not like we're getting blew out. This is one of the best teams in the NFL, and we had a chance to win today. If you are, if you're holding out optimism or hope for this season, that's what you're holding on to right there. These losses, it's not. If every loss this season was like that Chiefs game in Week One, Wolf, we'd be looking and saying, "Okay, they're three and five, and they haven't belonged on the same field as these five teams." But here's the losses outside of the Chiefs game: twenty to twelve to the Rams, a team that has had your number. You should have won that game. There's, there's no way around it. You should have won that game. Anytime you give up twenty points, yeah, I agree with you. Twenty to seventeen to Philadelphia, who's undefeated and steamrolling everybody. Yes, you miss a field goal late. Otherwise, that game's going to overtime. 19-9 to to Seattle, which, like I said, to me is the worst game of the year because you could only score nine on Seattle. You should have won that game. That was awful. To me, you, to me, this team, if they're sitting there looking, okay, how can we do this? You should be 5-3. and three. You should have beat the Rams. You should have beat Seattle. Yesterday, you, know, you lost to a 6-1 and one team in their building, like D-Hop just said. Yeah, right. You were close. You made mistakes, and you were still within a score in the final minutes of the game. You're going to lose games like that, but... It's it's giving away earlier games this season where you just couldn't even get in the end zone on offense. That's what's put you in this position where you can't lose to the Minnesotas of the world. And now it sets you up where, like you said, you got to win two of the next three. There's really no way around it. If you go one and two or zero oh and three, if you go zero oh and three, there's 
there's, yeah, no. there's, even the math uh, won't. You help know, you. honestly, I'll I'll say only one and two. I'll say one and two, man. If you go one and two in these next three games, I boy, that gets hard. You're four and seven. Four and Is that seven. what you're saying? Yeah, you'd be four and seven. Man, you'd have to go five and one down the stretch to have any shot. You know, I just don't. Yes, you. You know, hopefully, of course, you're never going to be out until you're out. But man, you're four and seven. If in fact you you go one and two in these next three games, I. This is to me. It's it brings clarity to the season for the Arizona Cardinals. And it just seems so fitting that it's in the NFC West. The next three games will bring absolute clarity to the direction of this team. I, I know you have to approach it one game at a time. I would be looking at this as like a three-game mini-season because you just said it right there. If you go 3-0, and I know they haven't shown that they're going to do that, oh, but if yeah, you go 3-0, right. and you're set. If you go 2-1, and you're still in this. If you go 1-2, and you're on the ropes. If you go 0-3, there's no... You'll, you'll be 3-8 and at that point. And... You got to beat Seattle. If you beat Seattle, you're back within a game. If you lose to them, you're basically four back of them. Get your players healthy. Text us your thoughts to the Findel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. When we come back, and we're going to talk to Cliff Kingsbury here in about twenty minutes. But when we come back, Wolf, the trade deadline is tomorrow. Is there any move the Cardinals could make that you would like? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, it is Wolf and Luke. Cliff Kingsbury will join us in about 10 minutes, as he does every Big Red Monday. Uh, Wolf talking about the trade deadline that is coming up tomorrow. I am very much of the mindset it would be really nice to know what you do against Seattle. Because for me, I don't think you sell as the Cardinals. I, I don't I don't think you can do that. Um, and I don't know really what you would get. You know, I'm not gonna sell just for the sake of selling to be like, look, we're done, we're selling. Like I, no, I have no interest in that. The question is how how aggressively can you buy? Because to me, you don't want to be reckless at three and five and be like, oh yeah, I'll take this rental and this rental, but you are all in now. Like this is, you're in win now mode. I think that's what's so difficult for a lot of us as you look and you say, this is not a rebuild. This is supposed to be the best it gets in your three and five. So if you are Steve Keim, you've got about 24 hours to make some pretty big decisions right now. Yeah, you know, you're you're right about that. Uh, once again, you have to make wise decisions as well. You just can't say, you know, we'll give you anything you want. Um, you have to temper it. You always do. There's wisdom that needs to be involved here. And at the same time, when I say that, I think immediately, um, okay, so who would make a big splash for the Arizona Cardinals that is out there, that is rumored to be out there, and it's Brad each up. It just is. It's a simple it's a simple thought, yet that's exactly what the Arizona Cardinals did with Chandler Jones. They went out and they identified Chandler Jones, Steve Keim. Second round pick was involved in that deal. Jonathan Cooper as well. And suddenly they brought him in and signed him to an extension, a five-year extension. And I could see something like that being the case as well. I just don't know if the Cardinals would be willing to give up a first-round pick. 
Yeah, the first worries me. If you're going to go out there, if you could figure out a way to get, like Roquan Smith just went for a second and a fifth to Baltimore. If you, exactly. If you could somehow get Bradley Chubb for a second and a fifth, I'm in because you're going to have him a while. It's not a rental for the next 10 weeks or whatever. I'm really. Oh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, the rental thing. No way, man. You can't do that. I'm really nervous to trade that first round pick because as of today, and we're at the halfway point of the season, but as of today, the Cardinals would have the 10th pick in the draft. So it's hard for me to trade that for anything unless like it's somebody amazing that I know is going to come in here. And Bradley Chubb could be that guy, but I would prefer to, uh, to not have to give up a first round pick because you don't know what it is. Do I think it'll be a top 10 pick at the end of the year? No, I hope not. There's a lot of teams bunched up with with three wins. What is there? What, eight teams bunched up with three wins right now and you win one more game and all of a sudden you're in a group of eight, like seven more teams? A lot can change, but you just... You're in win-now mode, but you can't sacrifice the future with a crazy trade because of where you are record-wise. Yeah, no, of course not. You don't want to do that. You want to, whatever you do at the trade deadline, other than going out and maybe getting a offensive lineman for depth, you know, um, you know, which I wouldn't hate that either. No, I, I wouldn't either, but, um, you know, I, you've got to be thinking about how this guy is going to improve your team beyond this year, whoever you go out and get. Again, if you want to bring somebody in for depth, i got no problem. But I think we're all kind of thinking maybe there's a big deal that's coming. Maybe there's a big trade that Steve Kime might be making. I think we're all kind of feeling that. And maybe that's not it. Maybe it's, maybe it's more of a depth thing. Maybe you go out and you add a pass rusher, but they're not somebody that's going to cost you a first or a second round pick. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. Uh-oh. What is this? All right, we have breaking news, guys, from Cliff Kingsbury's presser just a few moments ago. Kingsbury said center Rodney Hudson will be out again this week against the Seahawks. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, you know, it's just that's the way that it's going to be the rest of the season. That's not good news. Not, especially not good if you just logically look and say, if he already knows that on Monday, you know, we're six days away from the next game. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was the other thing I was about to say before oh. that disappointing breaking news. You, most of your injuries and your problems have been on offense this year, you know? So, I, yeah, you want to go out and it'd be nice to add a pass rusher, but the areas where you're like kind of beat up are on offense. Are you really going to make another trade for offense, though, or invest more in your offense? Oh, boy, that's... Man, that's that's really deflating right there because it, it tells me, to your point, this might be even longer than that. The reality is we can talk about play calling and Kyler Murray and all these different things that are valid things to talk about, Wolf. But if they're not going to have Justin Pugh for the rest of the year, like Gambo said, and they're not going to have Rodney Hudson to, until we don't know when, and DJ Humphreys is hurt, now maybe Humphreys will be back this week, but if you're not going to have three-fifths of your starting offensive line, who can you go out and get in a trade that's going to save your season anyway? Yeah, you know, again, it's amazing because your offensive line, I was talking about this earlier, but 
Uh, you've heard me talk about it from time to time. Uh, your offensive line, you need them to be good enough to allow your talent to show who they are. Yeah. You need to be good enough just for that. You don't have to have the best offensive line in the National Football League. You need an offensive line that is good enough where Kyler Murray can actually go through his progression without looking at one read and chucking it because he knows he's going to get hit. You need an offensive line that is able to do that for your quarterback. You need an offensive line that is that is able to allow your quarterback to make some throws down the field and have receivers like DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown when he gets back and hopefully Robbie Anderson at some point in time. You need a, an offensive line that will open a hole for James Conner. Let him hit the hole. Now, it might only be two feet wide. Maybe it's not four feet wide, but... That's what you need, an offensive line that will allow your talent to do what your talent does. Yeah, and you need an offensive line that has played together, and that's the problem when you go out. If if you're going to go out and trade for a guy, he hasn't played here. And at that position of all positions, I mean, I'm not saying you can't upgrade your offensive line, but I'm just saying it's not like plugging a guy in. Ideally, you have a group that gets to actually play together for a while. All right, we come back. What does Cliff Kingsbury think was the problem yesterday in the loss to Minnesota? We're going to ask him. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Your home for everything Cardinals. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. In the red zone with Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford dealers. No bowl since 1951. All right, welcome back to the show. Final segment of Wolf and Luke out here at Dignity Health, Arizona Cardinals Training Center. We are joined, as we are every Big Red Monday at this time, by Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Coach, thanks for the time. As always, let's just start, I guess, kind of big picture. When you look at yesterday, what in your mind was the biggest issue? Just not uh, finishing in in crucial uh, moments, I think. Our guys played hard, fought back, once again, got in a big hole 14-3, which has really been the theme of our season, and um, had our opportunities late and just didn't get it done. But got to give them credit. Uh, It's a really good football team, um, schematically, talent-wise, and I thought they played at a high level and found ways to win in the end. So here you are, you're 3-5 and five at the halfway point, if you want to say that, of the season, even though you've got 10 weeks and 9 games left. Thoughts on where you are right now, how you got here, and what you need to do to go somewhere else? Yeah, we, we all feel our best football is in front of us, obviously. Um, I think we've had moments where we've played at a high level, but just not consistently. I think the complementary football is, is what has to show up more. All three phases uh, kind of coming together, rising up at the same time, and that was uh, what happened yesterday. Defense would get a great stop. Offense go three and out. Or, or offense would score. Defense would, would allow a big drive. And then special teams obviously had, had a tough uh, play there that kind of flipped the game at one point. So we got to play better together. But um, we're excited about these three division games coming up. I think that's a, a great litmus test to see where we're at and have a chance to, to crawl back into it. Kyler said after the game yesterday it was frustrating to him because he felt like a lot of it was self-inflicted. Do you feel that way? I do. I do. you got to give them credit. I mean, like I talked to y'all earlier, it's an incredible D-line, great rushers. Um, they have great coaching, great players on offense. So they made their plays, but we had some opportunities that, that we really squandered or we felt like. Um, and, and on the road against a good team like that, you can't do that. 
You know, Cliff, could you say that you feel like you lost this game on the line of scrimmage because of how well they were able to run the ball and how difficult it was for us to run the ball? Yeah, I think that was a factor. There's no doubt. We still gave ourselves a chance. Uh, you know, having three starters out on the O-line did not help, but those guys battled up front. I was proud of their effort. Gave us a chance to win against a really good front. Uh, and then them running the football, we knew they wanted to do that with Cook. He's a tremendous back. Uh, we let a couple get out that we can't let get out. And um, I think in the end, if you know a team's able to do that to you, you're going to have a tough time winning that game. How much, and I know you said Dalvin Cook, I mean, that's, that's obviously a huge percentage of this, but how much does not having Rashard Lawrence affect you in a situation like that? He's been a really good you know, run stopper for us. He, he's one of our top D linemen interior pieces. You know, we feel like he's, he's a, a really good nose in this league, and it, it's, it's tough um, when he goes out. But like he stepped up and played, played at a high level, he's getting better and better each week, and, and uh, we'll see how, how he develops. The turnovers were huge in this game, obviously. They always are. Um, Kyler's two picks, were they more physical or mental errors? Yeah, I think, you know, one, he had some um, pressure in his face, and, and the other one just uh, miscommunication, really. But he understands the, those can't happen in that situation, no matter what. Um, we got to find a way to protect the football. And we've been good in that area uh, up until yesterday, which is unfortunate. But to put, you know, three balls um, in their hands on the road, it's going to be hard to overcome. Yeah. Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Cliff, DeAndre Hopkins has had monster numbers the first two games. That touchdown catch was, was fantastic yesterday. From from the New Orleans game to the Minnesota game, are you seeing the progress that you're hoping for from the rest of the offense? We're getting better. Um, once again, critical moments is, is where we have to lock in and, and be tighter. Um, you look at the third downs, one of the worst teams in the league, and, and that's a huge uh, you know barometer for where you're at as an offense. I think red zone, not great. Um, Two-minute hasn't been you know what we're used to doing. And, and so in those critical times, we have to play better, and, and that's what this league comes down to. And right now we're falling short, you know, coaches and players, and, and we've got to get better in a hurry. You know, I think of... 2021 in September and October, and I only bring that up, Cliff, because the offense seemed to be humming to me at that point in time. And Kyler was spreading the ball all over the place, and D Hop, of course, was impacting games, and yet we were running the ball. I used to tease you about this all the time the fact that we were number three in run rate in the National Football League, and there was a lot of balance there. Can we ever get back to that kind of offense? Do you see it? Is it is it something to pursue? Yeah, I mean, each year is different. I mean, at that time, you know, you had a healthy O-line. You had Max Williams. You had both running backs healthy. You had Hop. I mean, there's a lot of pieces that um, were playing at a high level then. And each year is different. And so you try to maximize your talent and the group you have. And, and uh, we'll continue to do that. But, yeah, we'd like to have better balance. And a lot of that's been uh, due to the fact we've been behind, you know, late in the fourth quarter and not been able to run it and play on our terms. And that's something uh, we got to stay on schedule and not be behind late in these games that, that make us one-dimensional. Talking to Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Cliff, you mentioned it these next three games. Three divisional games, and you don't play another divisional opponent to Week 18 in San Francisco. How do you approach this with your guys? Because I know coaches like to just say one week at a time, and that's probably the best way to do it, but do you kind of have that conversation of these next three weeks are, are especially big? No doubt. I mean, they, they know what's what's coming, and, and when you, it lines up like it does, and you have a chance, if, if you were to run the table, you'd know you'd have at least a piece of first place, basically. Um, that's, that's a lot to put out there, and, and uh, to get Seattle at home, uh, they just beat us a couple weeks ago and, and uh, played a great game. They're playing at a high level. Our guys will be keyed up for it and, and know that um, you know we don't have a lot of wiggle room left. We got to play at a high level in a hurry, and 
hopefully that's uh, that's a Sunday. Coach, burning timeouts and play calls, of course, as you know, getting it in on time, it's critical here. Is this just a, an issue logistically between you and Kyler? Yeah, as you've seen last couple weeks um, with huddling, something we neither one of us have done. It's uh, had our moments um, trying to get the play, you know, call, getting it in, uh, getting to the line, and, and not being pressed for time. And that's something we got to work at if we want to be able to do that and kind of calm everybody down. Some of those new pieces, we've got to be more efficient and, and expedite the process. And, and uh, hopefully, we can we can get better at this this week. Is that something that that can be worked out in practice, or is there a part of that that you won't really know until the next game? No, starts? it is. Yeah, definitely. You just got to make it an emphasis and a priority, and, and everybody has to be into it. Like I said, uh, it's not something I'm accustomed to doing, or he has been. But with some of those new pieces, being able to talk through some things in the huddle, I think was important, and uh, we got to be better at it. Coach, do you think Kyler needs to spread the ball more or try to? Because that to me seems like a Jedi mind trick, where you're telling yourself, "Oh boy, I need to go ahead and spread the ball more." And if you tell a guy that, maybe he starts forcing the issue when he shouldn't do that. Where, where do you fall on this with Kyler? Yeah, I've always talked about just trusting your progression and, and uh, you know be disciplined in your reads. Obviously, if number ten's out there, you're going to want to try and get him the ball at some point. But um, as long as you you trust your progression, go through your reads, and, and uh, have a reason for taking the ball there, then things usually work out. Having just played Seattle a couple weeks ago, like you said, now I mean you're you're the different team. Now you have DeAndre Hopkins, and now you have Matt Prater. How does that play into this? Uh, you know, hopefully we, we can play better. I thought offensively, um, you know, very uh, inconsistent in that game. Defensively kept us in it um, throughout the game. Thought we had a good plan for those guys. They've been playing at a high level on offense, scoring a bunch of points, but um, offensively we weren't very good. And, and hopefully Hop can bring in a mention. And uh, you know, having Prater, where you feel really, really good about you know whenever you kick, uh, definitely will help help our psyche moving forward. Can you tell us anything about James Conner and his health and how he's doing? Yeah, he's day to day. You know, I don't know if it'll be this week or next week, but um, he would have went last week. I think if we would have let him, but he just wasn't there yet physically. And uh, he's a big piece, great leader. You know, obviously a physical back does it well in all three phases and um, we need him back. The defense has been so good this season. Are you concerned at all with what's happened in the last, really just the last week? No, I'm I, I'm not. I think that's it's a group that um, continues to get better. A lot of young players that um, will continue to work at it and uh, DJ's done a great job with that group and we faced a really good offense. They, they played efficiently. Kirk did a great job spreading the ball around and they have great playmakers with a great scheme so it, that happens in this league. Talk to me about your leaders inside that locker room, Cliff, and whether or not you're getting what you need to from these guys because you know how critical that is for the rest of the team. Are yeah, no doubt. That? No doubt, we do. We have a great group um, week in, week out, the lead. Do it the right way, work ethic, um, and so couldn't be more impressed with, with uh, the leadership in the locker room. It's just about finding ways to get it done on Sundays and making sure how we practice it and how we do it during the week is, is translating to the game field. Coach, thanks for the time. Good luck in Seattle, all right? Appreciate it, fellas. Right. Thank you. That's Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury joining us right there as he does every Big Red Monday here on the show. And uh, you know what, Wolf, we're, we're just about done. you have any final thoughts? Yeah, you know. Um, there was a lot there to, <laughs> to take in. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, James Conner, I just think, is a guy that is so 
integral to this offense and the kind of offense and the balance that I think it's going to take to get this offense back to where it needs to be. James Connors in the middle of it. You know, it, it, it goes back to something we'll probably talk more about tomorrow. Today we didn't get into it a ton because, you know, injuries, it feels like an excuse, but this team is extremely injured. And you have to account for how much that is, how much of a role that's playing into this, too, especially with the trade deadline tomorrow. All right, that'll do it for us here today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Lauren Koval, Jesse Morrison for Wolf. I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.